little Ronnie Booth, his wife, uh, mother got the virus and passed away, and then her, her daddy got it. She he passed away, and then his wife's mother's sister got it, and she passed away. And so all three of them right there to just a little bit of time, it seemed just like the uh, old stuff still working. And um, it's not going to go away, it looks like. looks like we're going to be with it a while, but we really need to pray for one another that God will just take care of us. Amen? And I believe He will. I just, I just really do. And uh, I, I just believe in prayer for, for one another. I was thinking on these things and the tragedies and I've had two or three this week have told me that they're going to get back in church because of tragic things that's happened in their life. And they, now they said, we're going to get back in church to serve the Lord. Well, uh, whatever it takes, and I say this uh, as sincerely as I know how, whatever it takes to get you back to serve the Lord is worth it. And sometimes we don't realize that. But it's the truth. But at the same time, I, I pray that people will wake up. And uh, I almost uh, brought a sermon tonight, How Long You Sleep. Because uh, I wish people would wake up. Uh, it would seem like that, uh, that a lot of people just need to be shook uh, to their, their core to be, wake, be woke up from their slumber. And I'm not talking about going to sleep and sleeping in your bed. I'm talking about just things going on around us, uh, that uh, people are not responding like they ought to to things that's going on. But uh, tonight, I thought I would uh, just share with you how that God takes care of us. Amen? And so if you would please, Philippians chapter 4. Two verses are very interesting in this subject of anxiety here. But I want to read just a little bit. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 1, Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved, along for my joy and crown. So stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. I beseech Eudas and I beseech Cynthia that they be of the same mind in the Lord. And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labor with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with other my fellow laborers, whose names in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, rejoice. Let your moderation be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. And the peace of God would pass all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'll bless your people tonight. We understand by the beginning of this chapter that these words were written to the brethren. 
That means believers. And I pray, dear God, that you'll encourage our hearts tonight. We all need it. So if you would, we'd praise and honor you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Heaven's cure for earth's care. Look at Philippians 4, verse 7. The peace of God would pass it all understanding. And the peace of God, verse 7, is the remedy that the God of peace, verse 9, offers for anxiety, fear, and worry. I was talking to a lady last night, and she said, I have, a, um, I have anxiety attacks right now, preacher, and it scares me. And uh, I, I lose control of myself because of anxiety attacks. And she told me about several difficulties that she's going through right now. And uh, I know this, the Bible says that God is a remedy for those. The difficulties and uncertainties of life have always caused men and women plenty of opportunities for worry. But never have I seen it any worse than it is right now. On every hand there's confusion, suffering, and loss. And Jesus' words are being fulfilled according to Luke chapter 21, verse 26. Men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. You know, I've often said uh, that I might hurt somebody else, but I ain't hurting Dubois. <laughs> and I say that jokingly. Uh, I, I just can't see of nothing out there that will cause me to want to commit suicide. But you got to remember something. The devil is powerful. And we're weak vessels without God's help. We really are. And I'm seeing that portrayed more in people's lives today. And I'm talking about Christians now. Uh, that Christians are just weak vessels without God. Now, Philippians 4 and verse 1 says, and I'm not talking about salvation. I'm talking about everyday living. Uh, you try to live without God every day now, brother, I wouldn't want to be in that position for nothing in the world. I've got to have God on my side. I've got to have God with me. Philippians 4 verse 1 says, The true child of God, the one who is in the Lord, verse 3, whose name's in the book of life, shall not be overcome with the distresses, worry, and fear. Yet many are. Now, note this with me, please. With some of us, our fears and anxiety uh, come from experiences which have to do with the past, maybe many years ago. Yet others are anxious and fretful worry over the future about the old age or health or finances. Still others are overburdened with care about the present. You know, I... Me and my wife saved up a little money. We got a little money in the bank first time in our life. And here comes the president along now. And he's saying he's going to tax on future revenues. That if you take something and invest it, he's going to tax on what it might increase. That's deficit spending. Now you say whatever you want to. You look at the little bit of money you got saved up. And about a year from now it might not be worth anything. And so if that's what you're relying on, if you're relying on your bank account, if you're relying on somebody to help you besides God, you're in trouble. 
And what I'm saying is, a lot of people are worried about their age, about their finances, about their health, and still others overburdened with care about the present. Many of our fears are imaginary. And many of the things we worry about never happen. But for the Christian, fear, anxiety, and worry are useless. It's unnecessary. It's unseemly. And it's even sinful. It is useless for Christians to worry, to be fearful, or to be anxious. I love Matthew 6, verse 25 through 27. And I won't take time to read them tonight. If you go study, Jesus said, I took care of the lilies, I took care of the little sparrow, I took care of the birds and all the things that I make. He said, don't you think I can take care of you? And that's that's paraphrasing. But at the same time, uh what do our worries and fears accomplish? i tell you what you can do. You can sit down and worry yourself to death at your desk or at your chair at home or at your table and sit there and worry and worry and worry over something and you get up and what's accomplished? Absolutely nothing. Now, notice one man put it this way. Worry is a thin stream of fear trickling through the mind. If encouraged, it cuts a channel into which all other thoughts are drained. And that's the truth. It's useless for a Christian to worry, to be fearful, or to be anxious. Number two, it is unnecessary for a Christian to worry and to be fearful or to be anxious. Why? Because we have a Heavenly Father who is all-powerful and all-loving, who knows what his children need and who is able to supply that need. Matthew 6, verse 28 through 32 again states these things. I'm so glad I have a Heavenly Father that knows me. Amen. He knows what I need. He knows what I... And and I think about this a great deal. I'm a guy of great needs all the time or great wants. Let's put it that way. I want everything I look at, it seems like this day and time. And I just want, want, want. And I find out, you know, I don't need a lot of it. I look at, you know, I got two garages. And I, I got, well, then I looked at some of the stuff in some of those garages. I ain't, uh, well, I got four garages, okay. But I, I, they ever want them full. And I went and looked at them the other day and I said, you know, I got stuff in here I ain't seen in two years. Well, if you ain't seen it in two years, what good is it? I remember when we was we moved. We've been living in the same place for 46 years, I think it was, and we bought this place down here and decided to move, and I never will forget it. Uh, man, you talk about stuff that I didn't even know I had. And we moved, and, and finally I, me and my wife got here. We need to get us rent us one of these... Uh, storage rooms, you know, and put all this stuff in that we don't use. And we kept that thing, I think we paid $68 a month on it for two years, and one day we said, we ought to go over and check and see what we got in that storage room. Hey, if you ain't used it in two years, and you know what you got in there, get rid of it. Amen? And you think about this. We, we think of all the things we think we need. And our Heavenly Father knows what we need. And our Heavenly Father said He'd take care of it. Now I want you to watch this. Notice, where is this Heavenly Father that we talk about all the time? 
I laugh at people, but God's in heaven. No, He's not, just in heaven. The Bible says, Philippians 4, verse 5, look at it. Let your moderation be known unto man. The Lord is at hand. The Lord's right there with you. You know that? Everywhere you are, the Lord's there. Matthew 28, verse 20 is teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. God is God. The Bible says that God is not a God of just the far off. God is a heavenly Father. He's at hand. If I need something, He's right there to help me then. I don't have to go looking for Him. He's here. Notice something else. It's unseemly for a Christian word to be anxious or to be fearful because it's a lack of trust. And you know what that is? That's a lack of faith. And you know what the Bible says in the book of Hebrews? Without faith it is impossible to please God. And you know, I don't know a Christian that loves the Lord that don't want to be pleasing to Him. Amen? And yet, uh, if we're not trusting then the Bible says that's a lack of faith. A worrying Christian is a contradiction. <clears throat> in 1 Peter 5, verse 7, casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. This simply means everything about a Christian matters to God then. Everything around us matters to God. What is a cure for anxiety and fear? God's pre prescription contains three ingredients. Philippians 4, verse 6. Be careful for nothing, number two. Be prayerful for everything, number three. Be thankful for everything. Let's look at number one, be careful for nothing. Notice nothing means no thing. Watch it. It does not mean to be thoughtless though, but it does mean it's a command of God just like Exodus 2 and in verse 15, Thou shalt not steal. The command of God then is don't be, uh, think about, be careful for nothing. You say it's no use for you to, and I to say to someone who is filled with care and anxiety, don't be afraid, don't worry. And you're right, but it's different when God says it is. Amen? You know, if I come to somebody and, I, and they, they're going through a hard time and I'm dealing with this lady that I was talking to last night and I said, now, please, you know, you've got to get a hold of yourself. You've got to get over this thing and try to talk to her. That's one thing for me talking to her. But it's another thing when God says it. And God said, let him take care of it. We are right. I want you to watch it. It means he has the remedy... And he offers a power to affect our deliverance. God can take care of us. Number two, be prayerful for everything. Verse 6 says, In everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. Do you know that's a hard thing to do? You think about it for just a minute. When's the last time you thank God for a headache? Think about that just a minute. The Bible says, with supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God for everything. Think about everything that goes on in your life today. If you stop and say, thank you, Lord. Now, there's a purpose for everything. 
God has a purpose in everything that you're going through. Everything means everything. By prayer means not just talking about it, but actually praying about it. In other words, I said if I had a headache, did you uh, thankful for that? Well, let me ask you something. If you got a headache, did you pray about your headache? Did you pray for what's going on? Notice everything means everything by prayer, number one. And by supplication, that includes the idea of earnest, intense urgency. God, I need your help now. Amen? Let your request be known unto God. This implies definiteness. We're not to pray in a general sense, but in a specific sense. Name it. When I go before God, and I mean this, I lay in my bed sometime, or I sit in my chair, uh, easy chair at home sometime, and I'm praying uh, with myself in my mind and say, Lord, uh, so-and-so needs your help now. Just like we're praying for church to get a job. I pray for church to get a job. Amen? Not just God bless Chuck, but He asked me and asked you to pray for His job. You know what we ought to pray then? God, let him get that job if it's your will. Amen. Name it. If you got a sickness, name it. If you got a need, name it. If you got anxiety, name the anxiety you're going through. Name it before God. That's supplication. Notice something else. Be thankful for every, anything. Verse 6. And everything with thanksgiving. Nothing happens by chance in a Christian life. Everything is with God's loving permission. Did you know there ain't nothing? It's absolutely not one thing can happen to you unless God permits it. Let's it happen. Romans eight twenty eight is still there. All things work together for good to them who love the Lord. Amen. Philippians first uh, four and verse four. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Now watch this. Look at verse 11 and verse 12. Not that I speak in respect of one, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Notice he starts off, he says, I don't speak as a person that don't have any wants. I got wants you like anybody else. But he said, I've learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased. I know how to bound everywhere in all things. I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Notice, me, man, put it this way. Praise will soon chase away worry then. Do you know I, 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 read, the, I read the prayers of men in the Bible? You ought to study them sometime. Did you know if you go to God in prayer, you know, thank you, Lord, for your goodness to me. Thank you, Lord, for taking care of me. Start off, you know, being praiseful of a praiseful mind. And you'll always have a warm heart towards the Lord then. Notice what happens when you mix in these three ingredients in God's uh, prescription. Verse 7. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I suppose 
that a preacher knows more about this than just a, an ordinary Christian. I, I put it that way very carefully because we deal with problems of people a great deal more than ordinary people. And as a pastor, you go and, and you, you're dealt with, you're faced with problems of people and you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, you want to be a blessing to them and you don't know what exactly to do. But all of a sudden, when you begin to deal with them and, and want to help them in Jesus' stead and, and help them to understand that Jesus loves them, there's a sweet peace comes over you that you're doing what you're supposed to do if you want to encourage somebody. And that, this verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Then notice the certainty of this peace shall not maybe so but the word shall means he'll do it the quality of this peace of God can you imagine God being worried about anything or anxious about anything or fearful about anything and yet the Bible said in, in that Joshua more and let your peace of God it passes all understanding I want the peace of God. Amen. The nature of this peace shall keep your hearts and minds. God stands guard to keep away fear, worry, and anxiety from our hearts and minds. Two places where they try to enter. Isaiah 26, verse 3. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, watch this please, whose mind is stayed on thee. Did you know that you can do great things with your mind and you can control your life a great deal with your mind. You can let your mind run wild and think on things you ought not to do and it'll cause you to do things you ought not to do. But the Bible says if you keep your mind on the Lord, watch what He says, Thou will keep Him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on Thee. Keep your mind on the Lord. The channel of this peace is through Christ Jesus. It is through Christ we have peace with God. Romans 5 verse 1. Now, having made peace through the blood of His cross. Colossians 1 and verse 20. Therefore, it is in Christ Himself we find heaven's cure for earth's cure then. You know, I suppose there's a, I dealt with somebody in my office one time and they said, Preacher, you ought to put you up whatever they put up like a doctor outside of your office of a counselor that you could counsel people I said let me tell you something God didn't call me to counsel people he called me to preach and there's a great deal of difference and uh, I know so many people that's under psychiatric care and here's what I'm fixing to say now I want you all to be very careful did you know there is Christian psychologists that can really help you if they use the Word of God in God's principles. Don't ever let no one carry you against God's principles. You know what the first thing many psychiatrists it's not say, say the very first thing they say to people that's anxious and full of anxiety and trouble and worry, you go to church too much. You worship too much. 
you've got to quit going to church. That's the first thing that comes out of their mouth. I'm talking about unsaved Christians. If he's a if he's a Christian psychologist, the first thing he's going to tell you to do is get in the Word of God and get close to God. And God will take care of you. Amen? Now, and I know this. The Bible says there's hope, there's help in counsel. There really is. I need counsel. I know a lot of people don't think a preacher needs counsel, but I got preachers that I call and talk to a great deal. One of my great friends in North Carolina, and me and him uh, used to talk a great deal before he got real sick. And and uh, but anyhow, uh, Doctor um, Curtis Hudson and men like that, and we would talk about things that bother us as preachers. Now you think about this: if I need help. And I read my Bible and I pray as much as anybody around me should, I think. Well, how about you then? You need counsel too. And you know where the Bible says we're to go to? The Word of God. And we study and get God, get close to the Lord. All my peace is in Him. I get worried. I get anxiety. You know what I do? Lord, bless me today. Let me feel Your presence today. Let me know You're with me today. And you know what he'll do? Every time he'll work it out. I don't care what you're going through. He'll work it out and let you know he's with you. And brother, that's peace. Amen. Glad I'm saved tonight. Heavenly Father, I ask in Jesus' name that somebody that's listening tonight, dear Lord, that would just take it to heart. Sweet peace of the Lord. It can't be bought with money. It can't be bought with price. It could only be if we worship at your feet. Bless us tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being here tonight.